Hello everyone, my name is Zachary Rodier and welcome to episode 26 of the Quarantine Hockey HQ podcast. We are back after a week break and we're going to recap all of the NHL news and free agencies and more uh, over the past two weeks and we will hopefully be getting back to our interview shows next week. Uh, let's get started with the NHL news. All right, well, let's get right into the NHL news. And before we do that, though, um, it is a different setup and studio for my podcast this week. So if the audio is different or something, uh, let me know how you feel about it. Let us know on social media, um, Twitter at Hockey Issue Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Quarantine Hockey HQ. Now, um, we've got to start off with some news before we get to the NHL. It's still hockey news, and it's absolutely um, it's it's good and bad. Um, here we have news that Megan Duggan, um, who is a champion across women's hockey, ret- retires. Um, you know, she is an absolute athlete. Uh, she led the U.S. to a 2018 Olympic gold medal um, and superheaded the wage boycott um, in the Women's Hockey League. Um, you know, it was absolutely fantastic what she's done for women's hockey, for the USA hockey, and everything that she's touched when it comes to hockey has been absolutely fantastic. She spent 14 years with the national team. She made the announcement um, October 13th, Tuesday, after 14 years with the team, she captured gold in 2018, and she was the captain on the U.S. hockey team um, that captured that gold medal. She said, although being an athlete will always be a part of my identity, I'm ready for the next chapter, and it was the right decision for me, but at the same time, it's still very emotional, she said in an essay. Um, she, you know, she's a Danvers, Massachusetts native. 33 years old, she picked up seven gold medals in the International Ice Hockey Federation World Championships. She skated three Olympic teams, including the gold medal team. Um, Duggan said, a euphoric joy of winning Olympic gold at Pyeongchang in 2018 um, was especially gratifying after our excruciating overtime loss to rival Canada in the Sochi Olympics four years earlier. Um, facing a boycott ahead of the 2017 World Championships, Duggan and her teammates sat across the negotiating table from the daunting USA Hockey Establishment, seeking equality and support for the girls and women in the program and beyond. Tapped by one of the team's lawyers to speak on behalf of the group, Duggan declared, we did not come this far to only come this far. This is really important to us and we're not giving up now. We have to stick together, trust our guts, and be confident that this was the right Thing to do. Ultimately, a landmark deal was reached with USA Hockey and female hockey players have Duggan, among others, to thank for increased fundraising and youth programs, equity arrangements, equity and travel arrangements, and player insurance. Um, Kendall Coyne Schofield, uh, who is now the captain of the USA Hockey team, says, when you think of a player leaving this program better than when she entered it, that's Megan Duggan. Uh, so absolutely amazing career to Megan. Congratulations to her on this retirement. You know, she's done so much for the sport, so much for women's hockey specifically. 
Um, so what a great career. Congratulations to her. And, you know, this is absolutely fantastic. Um, some other retiring news. Um, Doc Emmerich. Um, Doc Emmerich, who has broadcasted so many games for the NHL. Um, I mean, this guy is an absolutely... When you think of hockey, you think of Doc Emmerich. Every major big voice that... Every major time... Every major moment in the sport, whether it's the Stanley Cup being raised, an amazing goal, the Winter Classic, Doc Emmerich is behind that voice. It's just absolutely fantastic. Emmerich's resume includes calling 22 Stanley Cup finals, winning eight sports Emmy awards for play-by-play, including seven straight from 2014 to 2020. He had stints at ESPN and ABC, as well as Fox and CBS in six Olymp- at six Olympic Winter Games. So besides the Stanley Cup Finals and 22 of those Stanley Cup Finals, six of those, he also did Olympics. In, 20, in 2008, Emmerich was inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame, which, is award, which awarded him the Foster Hewitt Memorial Award for Outstanding Contributions to Hockey Broadcasting. In 2011, he was the first announcer inducted into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, Emmerich, he made his own goodbye video that NBC released. He said, as time passed, I became more comfortable with myself and the fact that I was flawed. And there was no way I was ever going to do a perfect game. And probably that the mistake was to try to do it that way. I just enjoyed the fact that I was given a free seat, a good seat. And I got to work with some of the best athletes in the world. And then twice a month, I got something in the mail and it was really good. Uh, so, you know, Emmerich has done so much for this sport. Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, said that Emmerich didn't just master announcing, he transformed it into an art. So, you know, when it comes to Doc Emmerich, this is a guy, like, after doing this podcast, I've wanted to do sports broadcasting, doing a lot of things with play-by-play and things like that. And Doc Emmerich is just the hero when it comes to hockey broadcasting he's the guy that you want to copy that you you want to look after you know when I had Dan Duva radio play-by-play for the Vegas Golden Knights he's friends and with Doc Emmerich his mentor was Doc Emmerich and his style resembles that because every hockey play-by-play person that I mean if you want to be the best you have to just look at Doc Emmerich and what he did and if you copy his style, I mean, that's amazing. During his career, 3,750 games are estimated of how many games he did, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. He got his first taste of hockey in Pittsburgh during the 1970-71 season as a freelance reporter. Uh, he earned a PhD in broadcast communications from Bowling Green and a few years later and progressed through the minors before reaching the National Hockey League. So once again, congratulations to Doc Emmerich. I love to hear all the stories about him. And there's so many people. He's so many people have great things to say about him. Eddie Yolchuk, Pierre McGuire, Brian Boucher, Catherine Tappen, Ken, Kenny Albert. And 
there's just so many Anton Carter, everyone from NBC, anyone who's ever worked with him. It, there's just so many great things about him, his style, everything he did to impact the sport is absolutely amazing. And he, he definitely, he has an influence on anyone like me or anyone who wants to be a broadcaster in the hockey industry because his style is just so unique and every moment he does is is just so unique and, and memorable. Like I, I can remember, you know, when he does the Stanley Cup and all of his different calls and oh, it doesn't go when he when Holpe made that save against the Vegas Gold Knights in the Stanley Cup final, that stick save. You know, there's just so many calls that he has that just stay with you. Um, and I think that is absolutely fantastic. Now, who's going to replace him as the number one guy for NBC? Maybe Kenny Albert, maybe John Forslund, maybe, uh, it's, maybe it's Mike Tricco, uh, Tarico. So... We don't have that clarity from NBC yet. Don't forget, and this is NBC's last year as the U.S. NHL broadcaster. For right now, there's a possibility that they sign another deal, um, but this is the last year on the 10-year deal. So if there's an extension, or maybe we'll see hockey go back to ESPN, maybe it'll go to Fox, CBS, or somewhere else, uh, TBS. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Now let's go to the free agency. There's been a lot of signings over the past two weeks. Um, well, let's start off right after the podcast. It was the Alex Petrangelo signing. We knew he was most likely going to go to the Vegas Golden Knights, but it was a big deal. Seven years, $6.16 million in total, and an AAV average cap hit every year of eight point eight million dollars so a huge payday for Alex Petrangelo he's going to be making 8.8 million dollars for the next seven years be living in Las Vegas with his family um this is definitely you know a big signing for him a big signing for the Vegas Golden Knights Vegas Golden Knights is a big piece for them um definitely gonna bolster their team make them even better you know they did have to make some of their trades they had to get rid of Nate Schmidt and they had to get rid of Paul Stastny as well. But, you know, this is absolutely fantastic for the Vegas Golden Knights. They are going to have some cap issues. They may have to trade another player because they're above the cap right now. Um, but we'll see where that goes. The New York Islanders signed goaltender Corey Schneider um, for one year, $700,000 uh, for this year. Uh, other big signings, a UFA, the Philadelphia Flyers signed one year, uh, Eric Gustafson, uh, $3 million for the year. And now this is a big signing for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I really like what Mark Bertrand's done uh, over this offseason so far. He signed Tyler Toffoli, who was a UFA. Tyler Toffoli signed for four years, $17 million in total, with a cap hit of every year of $4.25 million. Defenseman Ryan Graves for the Colorado Avalanche, who was an RFA, signed three years, 3.16 AAV. Um, Matthias Janmark, he signed, he's a UFA. He signed for one year, 2.25 million. Um, some other signings. Kasmir Kessico, um, Kessio, 
Um, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, he is a UFA. He signed one year, 700000 He's the goaltender that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs who is making those bubble vlogs. That's how I know him. Patrick Merlot re-signed with the San Jose Sharks one year, $700,000. The Sharks also made another signing on October 13th. Matt Nieto won that one year, 700000 The Toronto Maple Leafs also signed Aaron Dell, goaltender, one year, $800,000. Now the Montreal Canadiens on October 14th, continuing the everything they've done so far. Jake Allen, uh, who they received from the St. Louis Blues in a trade uh, during the offseason, uh, well, they signed him uh, two years, $5.75 million in total with an AAV of $2.875 million. So a solid goaltender behind Carey Price. Um, other players, Nick Paul for the Ottawa Senators RFA, two years, $1.35 AAV. And this is a big signing for the Montreal Canadiens. Again, love what they were doing. We heard the Montreal Canadiens, no chance. Uh, there's been some breakups between the uh, Brendan Gallagher and the Montreal Canadiens. They're not going to sign. And then, boom, the next day, six years, $6.5 million AAV with a total of $39 million. So the Montreal Canadiens are keeping um, a really, really good forward in Brendan Gallagher. Now the Ottawa Senators continue their great offseason as well on the on the 15th of October. They get a top, one of the top free agents in the forward position, Evgeny, Evgeny Dadanoff. He was a UFA, three years, $5 million AAV. The New York Rangers re-signed Tony D'Angelo. He was an RFA, two years, $4.8 million AAV. Alexander Georgiev, he was an RFA, two years, $2.425 million AAV. Now, the call, the Calgary Flames, they signed Andrew Maggiapani. Uh, he's a UFA. They signed him for two years, $2.425 million. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets signed Gabriel Carlson, defenseman. He was an RFA, two years, to uh, $725 million. Now, Nolan Patrick, uh, first-round pick uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers a few years ago. He is an R he was an RFA. He signed one year, $874,000. Now, this one is a league minimum contract for Joe Thornton. He was, uh, you know, where was he going to go? Well, he wants to win a cup, and he believes his best chance to do that is in Toronto. So Joe Thornton to the Toronto Maple Leafs, one year, $700,000. Cody Ceci, he signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was UFA, one year, $1.25 million. Now the Boston Bruins on October 17th, they signed defenseman Matt Grizzly. Um... He was an RFA, four years for $3.6875 million. Now that is a nice signing there for the Boston Bruins. October 18th, Tyson Jost. He's an RFA, one year, $874,125. Any other big signings here? Not much right now. Um... 
I'll go to Ilya Mikhaev, uh, which was on October 20th. RFA two years at 1.645 AAV. Scott Wilson, uh, Florida UFA one year, 700,000. Um, Connor Brown, RFA for the Ottawa Senators, three years, 3.6 million AAV. Jake Vertanen uh, for the Vancouver Canucks, RFA two years, $2.55 million. And, um, you know, one signing that did happen today, Boston Bruins, uh, Buffalo Sabres, excuse me. RFA, Sam Reinhart, one year, $5.2 million. Now, you know, those are all the signings. And you're going to ask, who do I think, who do I think has won this offseason so far? And by the way, that Nate Schmidt, that Nate Schmidt deal um, that made room for Alex Petrangelo, um, it was Nate Schmidt to the Vancouver Canucks for a 2022 third-round pick to the Golden Knights. Um, so what do I think about who's done a great job this offseason? You know, some of my A-pluses got to go to the Ottawa Senators. They just had an amazing draft, got pick three in uh, Stutzel and Jake Sanderson with pick number five, and they had an amazing draft. They got Matt Murray. They now get Ekveni Dadanov. Uh, so they are looking really, really good. I'm liking, uh, you know, are they going to make the playoffs this year? Probably not. A long shot, but they are on a good track for a great, great rebuild. I think the Boston Bruins have done okay. Um, they they definitely lost Tory uh, Krug, uh, which I thought is a blow to them. They don't know if they're getting Zdeno Chara back yet. He's a UFA, and they haven't signed him yet. So don't love what the what the Boston Bruins have done. I mean, they've definitely struggled, um, but they also got Grizzly. Uh, so, you know, not too bad, but not horrible. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Stanley Cup champions. That's all I got to say. They're Stanley Cup champions, but they're going to have a very rough time this offseason. They have three RFAs they have to sign. They have no cap space. So they're going to either have to trade some of them. Maybe a team's going to offer sheet one of their RFAs, but they have a lot to work to do. Um, Pittsburgh, they, they've done a decent job. Same with Philly. Carolina, the Islanders, they have some cap space. Uh, they have to work out. They have to sign Matthew Barzell. Uh, like what the Toronto Maple Leafs have done. They've become a lot tougher. Uh, they have gotten uh, Wayne Simmons. They now got... Um, Joe Thornton, uh, which I really like. Uh, so, And they've got some other great players as well. They got TJ Brody. So they're looking good. They're, they got a lot tougher. It's just like when the Tampa Bay Lightning lost against the Blue Jackets, they went out and got tougher. And that's what the Toronto Maple Leafs did now. And they, I, I really like what they've been doing. Uh, Columbus, you know, I think they're, they could still take a good guy on the wing. But like what they've done with Mike Miko Koivu and that Max Domi trade was great for the Montreal Canadian uh, for the Montreal Canadiens and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So like that, Florida. I've liked the the slick moves that they've made. Some quiet moves, but I like what they've did. New York, they've had to they they have some cap issues a little bit. The Montreal Canadiens, besides the Ottawa Senators, this is one of my favorite teams um, on their offseason performance. 
some gr- they got Tyler Toffoli, they got Josh Anderson, they've re-signed uh, Allen and Gallagher. They're looking really good, and they had a good draft too, so I like what they're doing. Buffalo, they got Taylor Hall. New Jersey, not sure what they're doing. Same with Detroit. They've got a few good play. Uh, they got some good, decent players this year, but I've really liked Ottawa and Montreal out of the East. The West, love what the Vegas Golden Knights did. Again, they got um, Alex Petrangelo. Colorado, they have some cap issues they'll have to figure out. Nashville did not do too much yet. Now, Mike Hoffman is still out there um, as a UFA, uh, so we'll see where he goes. Nashville is one of his potential spots. Edmonton, I, 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 I didn't like what they've done so far. They, they re-signed their goaltender, Mike Smith, and I, I think that's going to be their weakness, the goaltending position. The Calgary Flames, they're looking good. I also like what Winnipeg did, uh, getting Nate Schmidt. Um, and those are some of – and Vancouver, too. Uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, all having decent offseason. Same with Minnesota. Arizona, not at all. Chicago is – that's all of our NHL news uh, with signings and trades. But let's move on to Chicago. Chicago sent a letter saying that they are – well, they, they said they're they're rebuilding. And what that means for Seabrook, um, Duncan Keith, Patrick Kane, and Jonathan Taze – I don't know. Maybe they're not happy being in a rebuild and want to go somewhere else and may request a trade. But the Chicago Blackhawks, they've now said, this is what we're doing. We're going into a rebuild, and we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I, I, they they want a lot of cuts, and then they just tapered off, and now they're in a rebuild, and we will see what they do. Um, some other things. The NHL start remains to be targeted for January 1st. They had a GM's meeting recently, um, but it may take a different form, the commissioner said. Um, He said the goal is to still start as early as January 1st and to play a full season. Having said that, we also recognize, depending on a host of different things, that that it could take a different form. We might might not be playing a full season. Uh, Some things to know is that NBC, they start covering... The Olympics, if the Olympics happen. Um, so the NHL would have to finish before June 20th if they want to be on NBC. What about Canada? Will players be able to cross the border? Will they have to quarantine? We don't know that answer. If they do, then we're going to have a Canadian division, um, which could cause a lot of problems. What about the AHL? Uh, is the H- when's the AHL going to start? Because you got to have the AHL going as well because – I mean, you definitely want to have your your prospects playing as well so you could call players up. That being said, the NHL postponed their Winter Classic and All-Star Weekend, um, which is definitely a letdown. um, But, you know, we'll see what happens. One thing to note, the Winter Classic will happen, uh, I think, in 2022, if it doesn't happen in 2021. But the All-Star Game... If we don't have an All-Star game this year, it's going to be a few years till we get another All-Star game. We're not having it this year. Next season to the Olympics, and the players are going to go, so there won't be an All-Star game then. So we're talking about All-Star game 2023 if we don't have one this year, um, possibly. So that's uh, just one thing to think about when it comes 
to the All-Star Game and everything like that. So what is next year's NHL season going to look like? Well, according to The Athletic, we've started to hear that there could be there could be hubs, and that means that there's going to be hubs in different cities, um, and teams will come in, and then they'll rotate out, uh, be at home for a week and practice, be with their families, then go back in, play for a week or two, then come back, uh, be with their family for another week, so that they're not going to be out. They're going to be with their families a lot. Uh, and also the bubbles or the hubs that they're, the tournaments are going to be at, if this does happen and they can't travel normally, then they would, you know, it wouldn't, there wouldn't be a fence around them. They would be able to go to restaurants and things like that. So that's just some things to think about. Uh, again, testing what happens with that. So if it does go into realigned divisions, because the, if they can't travel from Canada, there would be a Canadian division with all of the Canadian teams, then a revamped Pacific division that could be Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, LA, Minnesota, San Jose, and Vegas. Uh, there could be a revamped Central, Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, St. Louis, and Tampa, and a revamped Atlantic and Metro division, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. And that is just a possibility there. But what the NHL wants to do, they want fans in the arena. The possibility and what they want to have is, let's do the hubs now. Let's have the realigned divisions. And then maybe in February or March, things start to open up and all the teams can play against each other. Um, And they can go to Canada and come back and have fans in the arenas. So that's what they're looking for. We'll see what happens. Uh, the committee between the NHLPA and the NHL players um, will be they'll be meeting uh, in the coming weeks, so we will hear more on that. In other news, well, the Stanley Cup, it's no longer in Tampa Bay. It is back in Montreal getting inscribed with every Stanley Cup champion's name. That is just amazing, and I can't wait to see what it looks like on the Cup, and I'm sure the players back at home in Tampa – Can't wait to have their day with the cop and see their names on that beautiful trophy. That is all of the NHL news this week. Uh, And over the past two weeks, like I said, going to try and get the interviews back. um, But some personal things have stopped over the past two weeks, made it difficult to do that. Um, But I'm back. We're back. And I can't wait to continue the Quarantine Hockey HQ podcast. This has been the NHL news segment. Let's get right into the outro. I hope you enjoyed the NHL news segment and everything in the podcast. Again, congratulations to Doc Emmerich, amazing broadcaster for the NHL on an amazing career, and women's hockey player Megan Duggan on her retirement as well. That is all the NHL news. If you want to stay up to date, make sure you follow us on Twitter where we post everything at Hockey HQ Podcast and offer less content but still a good amount of content on Instagram and Facebook at Quarantine Hockey HQ. If you want to send us a message, do it on social media, or you can do it on anchor.fm slash Quarantine Hockey HQ. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Make sure you share this with your friends. If you're just joining the Quarantine Hockey HQ family, welcome and please listen to our past interviews 
and past episodes. My name is Zachary Rodier. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks.